Good morning, everybody. Welcome to It's a Religion, the podcast that seeks to encourage, edify, build up, not tear down. Well, I will say not tear down the faith, but we are here to reprove the works of darkness, as I just read in Ephesians this morning. The Word of God is the starting point for wisdom, folks. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And those who thumb their nose at God, those who say we got here by some random act of chance, those that say we uh, don't need to think about things of the Lord, things of God, things that... that uh, Provide us with a path, provide us with objective truth to draw from, um, are there to deceive you, I believe, are there to uh, work the enemy's work. There is an enemy to the truth of God, to the objective fact that God created everything, that there is a being that's of higher authority than all of us here, that did something, I believe, not that long ago, probably in the neighborhood of 6,000 so years ago, that put us on this planet, that created a environment that allowed us to thrive. I believe that environment was tainted when Adam and Eve fell into sin and disobeyed God, which we're going to read about some more today, the post-world that that created. But yet God still cared because he loved his creation and he uh, got frustrated at a point, which I think we may get into today. But but even then he knew at some point uh, he was going to save man through our Lord Jesus Christ. And, you know, the whole purpose for Christ is not there if you don't have sin in the fall, if you don't have God creating everything in the beginning. And how people who say they believe in Jesus Christ come to the conclusion that evolution is true in the same breath, I do not understand. That's what I really don't get. I understand why people want to believe in evolution because they don't want to follow the edicts of the Christian God because of their own sin and their own desire for sin. But I really don't understand those who desire to put their faith and trust in Christ and yet look at the Bible and because of their fear of man go, oh, that, that can't be right. Genesis isn't true. It's just kind of a, you know, it was a way to pacify people back in the day. Moses didn't want to tell him the truth that, that you know, and he didn't know any better. You know, I remember talking to Dean of a Natural Science uh, Department at a major Christian college who basically said, uh, well, you know, Moses, he didn't know the things that we know today. And I'm just sitting here thinking, he talked to God. Really? <laughs> he didn't know the things that you know today. Man, are you full of it? And, uh, you know, his answer to everything was my colleagues would say. Uh, and I just, I still marvel at that. And I think, okay, so you're more about the fear of man than you are the fear of God. And I think that's probably one of the biggest things that people struggle with. Right, we all none of us wants to be made fun of. None of none of us wants to uh, be chastised, or um, you know, all of us want to belong. And so, you know, when I think about the scientific community 
and uh, you know all those people who subscribe to the theory of evolution. You know, there's a purpose in that. That is their faith. That is their religion, because it's not. It has nothing to do with science. At the end of the day, they try and wrap it in a scientific uh, coding, a scientific wrapping. They dress it up in so-called science, but there's nothing scientific about evolution. Um, don't let people kid you that there is, because it's just not true. They don't have any scientific proof to uh, rest on when it comes to evolution there's not one shred of proof for it and uh, you know they can say all they want well this shows that and so on and so forth the only thing that that they really hang their hat on is the the age of the earth argument with this uh, decay and these different dating methods and there's so many assumptions that go into that um, if you really dig into it it's it's pretty farcical is that a word it's just uh it's a farce it, it has no real scientific uh, observational meaning to it whatsoever because of all the assumptions that go into it but anyway i don't want to get into that too much we see this degradation of our world around us every day right we see the things that are going on um i saw a thing the other day Oh, it was some gal that had posted uh, Gab. And I don't know about you all, but I'm, I am i don't use Facebook. We don't use Instagram or Twitter. Might get back on Twitter, though, with, with Musk taking it over. And it's going to be interesting to see how that, that plays out. But, um, you know, the idea, uh, um, I think she had said, the idea that, you know, you're okay with, uh, oh, Dang it, I hate it when I bring things up and then I forget exactly what it said. But it was basically, you're okay with this evil over here. And then you want to complain about this evil over there? Huh? You know, you're not serious. And that typically is what we see with folks who put their faith and trust in things like evolution because there's no objective truth to it. And so it's easy to be relative. It's easy to be, oh, well, you know, this over here doesn't matter. Because... I want to be okay with that. I don't want to uh, have people give me a hard time about that. But over here, this isn't right. You know, whereas a Christian, someone who puts their faith and trust in the Bible, can point to God's word and says, look, this is wrong. I'm going to reprove this because it is of darkness, not light. You know, people don't typically want to see this in the light. Now, that's even changing lately, isn't it? You know, there's more and more evil being professed as light instead of, uh, you know, wanting to be even hidden in the darkness. But we know better. And, I, you know, one other thing that, that always comes to mind when I think about this stuff is we reprove the darkness because we want people to see the light for itself and how beautiful the light is. And how wonderful it is to be part of the light. Not because we hate those in the darkness. Because we were once in darkness too. We're no better than anybody. Anybody that's a Christian that looks down on other people needs to be ashamed of themselves. Because you know God called us to be humble. Being humble is not looking down on others. It's wanting the best for them. And, you know going after things like this in the same vein as wanting to push people out of the way 
when there's a train coming at them or a bus ready to run them down and you pull them to safety, right? It's not that, that you want to chastise them for sinning, even though you want to chastise the sin and reprove the sin and talk about why sin is bad and why it's harmful. But let's, uh, let's get into God's word this morning. We were, had just finished yesterday reading about the fall. And after uh, man fell, it says in verse 20 of Genesis 3, the man called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. And the Lord God made for Adam and for his wife garments of skin and clothed them. So God still loves them and cares for them. It's not like he wants to get rid of them. It's not that he's he was disgusted with the sin and, and there were repercussions, right? There were... Uh, you know, every decision that we have, there's a result that happens from those decisions. Um, and so God was not happy with him, but he's still taking care of him. Then the Lord said, Behold, the man has become like one of us in knowing good and evil. I've always found that to be an interesting statement. Now, lest he reach out with his hand and take also the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him out from the garden of Eden to work the ground up from which he was taken. He drove out the man and at the east of the garden placed a cherubim and a flaming sword that turned away to guard the way of the tree of life. Now, people, I think a lot of times look at that and go, oh, that's silly, you know, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, were you there? I wasn't there. So I don't know if there was a flaming angel or not that had a had a flaming sword and uh, uh, you know all that so hey um, we go on and it says Adam knew his wife Eve and she conceived and bare Cain and said I have gotten a man from the Lord and there's all kinds of uh, implications that theologists will go through this Cain and Abel story. Um, and, you know, she then had Abel, and Abel was a keeper of sheep, but came as a tiller of the ground. And they both brought gifts to the Lord, and the Lord had respect to Abel's gift, uh, and not Cain's. And then Cain rose up in his jealousy, it seems, and we don't know his full motivation because we weren't there. And the Bible doesn't speak. It just says, you know, Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. And then the Lord's asking Cain where his brother Abel is. And Cain's being smart with him. Am I my brother's keeper? And the Lord knew what had happened. So, and called Cain cursed. And, and then, you know, it's... It's showing some of the propagation of this family. And here's another area that uh, people will say, oh, well, where did Cain get his wife from? I don't know. I'm assuming it was likely one of his sisters. We don't know how many other kids that uh, Adam and Eve had. And back then, the gene pool was a lot purer. And we don't see a... Uh, a condemnation of the 
partnering of a brother and sister until such time as the Israelites uh, receive the law from God when they come out of Egypt. And again, I don't know God's uh, station on that back in this time of history. Uh, he didn't give us that in the word. And some people wonder at that. Well, how can that, you know, how can that be true? Well, things were different back then. You know, again, I don't know. We weren't there. So we can speculate all we want. But until someday when you're with God, you're not going to know for sure. And so I don't think there's any point in speculating. It just says Cain knew his wife and she conceived and bare Enoch. And so it goes on to talk a little bit about all that. And at the end of chapter 4, it says, Adam knew his wife again, and she bare him a son, and his name is Seth. For God, said she, has appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. And to Seth, to him also, there was born a son, and called his name Enos. And then man, men began to call upon the name of the Lord. And so, you know, Seth is the line in which Abraham comes through and uh, we have the gift of God in Jesus Christ come through that line. But we're going to uh, look tomorrow at the flood. And I think that's one of the key attributes of history that God gives us in the Bible. That, you know, the story of evolution and the uh, scientific community, so-called, uh, has been fighting against for a long time. And yet there's so much proof for a global flood, it's not even funny. So with that, I'm going to, uh, let's just pray. Let's go to the Lord. Lord God Almighty, thank you for a new day. Thank you for this day that you have made. I thank you, Lord, for your uh, history, for the history that is true, the history that you've given us uh, an understanding through and from. And Lord, none of us were there, so we don't know uh, all the ins and outs of the history that, that uh, this planet has been a part of, the universe has been a part of. But Lord, we're called to trust in you, and we do. We desire to trust in you uh, completely and wholly. And Lord, let us walk in the light today uh, as you are in the light. And uh, I pray that we will be light amongst darkness, that we will reprove works of darkness and um, desire good and desire to uh, fear you in the way that you should be feared and awed. So please bless this day, Lord, in Jesus' name. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Small things like me and her on a porch swing. For summer nights and fireflies and the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings. If I still got breath in these lungs, then that's all.